And Gary Neville responded instantly. He said, but I've got so much more to say on this subject. I found lots of people like that. It, 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 it's a rivalry of such intensity and emotion. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. You're welcome back. Joe Malloy with you on this Sunday afternoon. 53106 is the text number. We have Leeds Chelsea on the way down road. Brian Kerr is alongside Stephen Doyle. Uh, first, though, we're going to turn to Alexander Yusik's split decision win against Anthony Joshua in Jeddah in Saudi Arabia last night. Uh, so Glenn Feldman, the American, had it 115-113 in favour of uh, Joshua. And then the other two judges went 115-113 in favour of Usyk and 116-112 in favour of Usyk. Very happy to say, Kenneth Egan, Olympic silver medalist, is with us on the line. Uh, afternoon, Kenneth. Thanks for the time. How are you, Joe? How are you, Keeper? Yeah, very well. It was definitely a moment when that first scorecard was announced in favour of Joshua. Even I think he sensed the Sky commentary team were thinking, my God, are we about to see one of the great robberies here? Or was it a close fight, in your opinion? It's funny when you say, you talk about the Sky commentary, because I had my dad up at the up at the house last night to watch the fight. I live about 100 metres from my mum and dad's house, and it's the first time he's been in my house in five years. I've moved in, and it's the first time he's been in, right? So he's looking around the house for us, then we sat down and we watched the fight. And he noticed as well the commentary was very biased towards Joshua. You know, he's doing really well in the you know in the early rounds. He's, 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 he's boxing well. He's very sharp. And my dad was going, "What are they talking about? You know, he's not. He hasn't been landing anything." Mm. And when the scores did come out at the end, that first judge Feldman, you know, he looked at me and says, "Oh no, they can't do this, can they? They couldn't possibly rob him." Um, and lucky enough, you know, the other judges saw a sense and and, mm. and agreed on the score, but. That took the shine off it a little bit for me because I thought it was it was a it was a masterclass again. And again, I know we're going to talk about it, but I suppose the behaviour with Joshua at the, at the end of the fight and, and giving out about he, he looked he shouted across the ring that he shouldn't have lost the fight. How did you beat me? Questioning Usyk. How do you beat me? Like he's two stone heavier. He should be beating Usyk hands down. But it's not about strength. It's not about power. It's not about muscles. You know. Um, I mean, Anthony Joshua, as he said himself, there he got he was arrested in his twenties and. His life changed. And look, I take the hat off to Anthony Joshua. What, yeah. he, what he's done since he he, he he put on a pair of gloves is nothing short of extraordinary. You know, getting into the, the clubs in London and getting to that Olympic final and winning that Olympic final and going on to be a two-weight world champion. But when he was 20 and getting arrested, Alexander Usyk was, had 10, 15 years under his belt of learning the trade in Ukraine, sharpening his tools and learning about the sport of boxing. Mm. And you know you've heard it before the training camps that we've been in out there, how how brilliant they are and specific and the fundamentals and all their tactics and their their balance and their movement and their counter punching. It's done from eight or nine years of age. Mm. So Usyk was, was no stranger to the sport. Anthony Joshua came in quite late, and what like I said, what he's done is amazing. That hands up, that's fair enough. But then to criticise the, the the outcome and question Usyk how did Usyk beat me and you know it's not supposed to happen and then he gives out about he's too big for heavyweight he's 18 stone and he can't move like the smaller guys boo hoo you know it's your job to eliminate Usyk's movement and his style you know you don't you don't pick and choose your opponents I only want to avoid someone that's the same weight as me you know that that's that's not that's not heavyweight boxing so it was a bit sour at the end but it was a master class from Usyk right from the force bell you know he, he went straight out there He's had a hard the last few months as well. Let's not forget, you know, uh, Usyk. His 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 home place has been bombarded and whatnot. So he had to leave that country that he loves and go off and train and get his head right. And Anthony Josh is giving about his his his, his early twenties and and 
is um, is trouble with the law, you know. Yeah, can't really disagree with any of that. And even by the end, I know the Sky commentary were definitely accentuating the positives early on in the fight. But even at the end, Matthew Macklin, I think, was in co-commentary. They were saying, look, the gap here is huge. Usyk has won this fight very comfortably. So you kind of think the only other person I heard say that they thought Joshua won the fight actually was Steve Bunce on his podcast. But that aside, I haven't seen anybody say it. It always does worry in boxing when these kind of things happen. Uh, I saw Glenn Fellman was asked by somebody who stuck a phone in his face, you know, how did you score it that way? And he said, well, I just did. He gave five of the first six rounds to uh, Joshua, but uh, thankfully I think uh, sense prevailed. Uh, Kenneth, there was a point in the fight where, I think it was the ninth, that Joshua opened up as much as he was going to, or as much as he did across the 12 rounds, and and maybe you thought there was an opening for him to even take a bit more of a chance, and he didn't, but you felt he'd made an inroad, and then Usa came out in round 10 in particular, and he cruised in 11 and 12 as well, but well, he came shot. out in round 10 and just completely outclassed Joshua he got moving again he was brilliant in 10 it just shows you in round 9 when, when Anthony Joshua landed he landed a couple of decent shots a couple of body shots yeah. at the start but then the bombardment then he missed with an awful lot of stuff as well when it actually replayed after the round it showed the, the, the attack and he wasn't landing anything clean so you can imagine a guy that's 18 stone mm. throwing that many punches and missing most of them that, that's going to take an awful lot of energy out of you yeah. right so the two of them sat back down on their stool who came out the worst of that Anthony Joshua did. He was expending too much energy. Also got clipped up one or two, but he sat back down the still, the lighter man, mm. regained his fight plan, went back out, and then he upped the pace because he, he knew himself Joshua expended an awful lot of energy in round, in round nine. And he turned the, the tap on real fast in round 10 and put Joshua under the cosh. Um, and Joshua had no answer. Mm. And I, I know there is benefits of being a little bit lighter up at heavyweight you know um, because as I said when Joshua was throwing those shots and he didn't throw that many let's call a spade a spade here mm. he kept it real tight and even if you meant, if you heard at the, at the weigh-in he mentioned so, something to Usyk about his body shots so I think he was questioning Usyk's ability to, to take a shot down below you know um, because he, he had been dropped once or twice with a body shot in his early days yeah. and Joshua tried to land that right hand against the southpaw it's a very hard thing to do um, and he, he I think he landed one or two but Usyk, he actually had a low blow as well there, if you remember in the, yeah. in the fight. But Usyk is very clever. Again, moving to his right all the time. Lows a little feints with his lead hand. Joshua was a bit more compact in the fight as well, which was fair to say. He was tired. He wasn't wasting as much at the start. But when he got that little bit of a, a, a rush on the night round, and maybe he taught himself, look, I need to actually take him out here now while I have him. Mm. And he expended an awful lot of energy. And that was the end of him. That, that, was, a, that was his hurrah, was... Mm. was 40 seconds in round 9 that's all he really done after that then Usyk up the pace in round 10 11 and 12 and how that judge went against Usyk is is, is, is beyond me yeah it was mad so <laughs> the way you talked about there it doesn't sound like Joshua has many options really like would you in terms of his tactics so he as you said if anyone didn't see the fight last night he didn't go all out for a lot of the early rounds. He was trying to pace himself. He's the bigger man. The more he's carrying more muscle, he's he's more inclined to get tired. He he paced himself for a long portion of that fight and maybe tried to take his chance in nine. I mean, what are the alternatives? Should he have gone all out in round one and two and try and just get a knockout? I mean, what can Joshua do against somebody like well, Usyk? Well, I always said this from from the start, and I had it up on Twitter a month ago, two months ago, that Usyk was going to win this handy enough. Um, now, look, the, the fight was a little bit closer because Joshua didn't didn't expend himself too early and he would try to stick to a bit of boxing. But at the end of the day, Joe, Usyk is the far more superior boxer. Yeah. All round. 
Now, I don't mean that. I mean all round. He's a like a universal boxer. He's a better ha- head movement, better punch selection, better footwork. You know, Joshua hasn't got any of that. Joshua didn't even move his head last night, left or right. So I don't know what his coaches and his corner men were telling them. So that movement and that that distance and the feel of the fight, Usyk had it all day long. So what was Joshua going to do? The only way Joshua could beat Usyk is if he get in close and landed a shot. Hmm. Or two or three shots. He wasn't throwing punches and bunches only only until the uh, at the ninth round. It was all single shots, single right hand to the body, thrown out his, his lazy jab. Usyk was well aware of that. And when Usyk felt comfortable, he got real close to him, landed three or four shots at a time, and then get out of there, getting mm. the scars on the board. Look, it's like this. There's levels, Joe. And yeah. jo- Joshua was found out. Look, a great, a great fighter, don't get me wrong, but when you go to the next level, Usyk just had that beating of Joshua. And he'd beat him another 10 times if he fought again. Now the question lies, obviously, what's next for both of them, you know? Mm. Yeah, because I saw, I think Eddie Hearn was interviewed afterwards and he was saying that he found Joshua distraught in the dressing room and that Joshua had said to him, I'm not elite. You know, it was like this uh, kind of inignorable, all the evidence is in front of you here that there is just a level that you can't, no matter how hard you train, it's going to be near impossible for Joshua to make that up. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's an honest and brave comment to make. Yeah. You know, he's really being honest with himself. And is he elite, you know, when you come in against the, like, the likes of Usyk, who, like I said earlier on, who's been doing what he's doing for the last 20, 30 years, you know. Um, Joshua was a latecomer to the game, big puncher, kind of guided as well, let's be fair, in his early pro career. A lot of hams, knocked him out one punch. Oh, this is all great. Mm. He's the next superstar. But as you know yourself, when you get to the highest level in, in any sport, it is about that you know, those percentages. And, you know, he was found out in the first fight, found out in the second fight. Maybe he is questioning himself, am I elite? Maybe he's not elite after all, you know? Where does he go from here? Does he start fighting the likes of, I don't know, uh, Chisora, Parker, these type of fighters, and maybe if Osik does get the throne, he'll go back and and he'll probably win the heavyweight title again for a third time. But I don't think he'll win it via Osik. Yeah, I mean, that is the difficult thing for Joshua. Like, he's 32 now. I'm sure he's got enough money to uh, safely see him home and then some. But when you're staring your limitations like that in the face, it's difficult. And, and to, like, to be motivated enough now to hang around almost that second tier and have yeah. those kind of fights for the next two, three, four years, you'd wonder what's the point. Yeah, it is a bit of a pill to swallow, isn't it? Like, you know, you come to your end. As you said, he's 32. He's kind of still young for heavyweight, you know, but... Um, he wants to be the champion. He wants to be up there with the best. And if he can't achieve that anymore, where does that leave him? You know, uh, obviously the next big fight now is going to be Usyk and Fury. That's going to be a very interesting uh, bout altogether. But um, what happens then if, if Fury beats Usyk? Does Joshua have a better chance of beating Fury? So it's all to play for. But at the moment, and then what does what does Joshua do now? Does he go back and take a, a lesser important fight? Does he fight someone? just to get himself back in winning ways, yeah. you know. Um, and is there, so you, like you'd have a great sense of this, you, you'd spot the particulars of what makes Usyk just such an all-round brilliant fighter and I'm sure you'd see the things that Usyk's been doing since he was five years old and it's, it's hard for Joshua to catch up on that period of development. Someone like Joshua who takes to the sport that late, is it just near impossible if not completely impossible for someone who's taken up the sport that late to have that that kind of instinct and all the the little tricks and movements and and intricacies that Usyk's built up but there, there was never going to be a way an 18 year old Joshua could catch an Usyk who started at five yeah exactly and that's that's the, that's the bottom line Joe you know he's learned the, the the sport from a young age 
and the type of boxing that he's learned, you know, that Eastern block, that brilliant. And his southpaw as well, thrown into the mix and a, a natural southpaw, left-handed, proper, strong southpaw. Uh, everyone's worst nightmare and even Joshua said that even before the fight was he beaten before he even stepped into the ring Joe I hate fighting southpaws they're a yeah. nightmare they're, you know I can't I, I detest them Yeah, that's all playing in the back of your mind when you step into that ring is he still holding on to that language he's using you know how do I beat a southpaw I can't beat a southpaw they're too good they're too good what kind of chance have you got you know um, but can he improve now going forward he can, I know he, can, he switched coaches and he went stateside and but at the end of the day, he's a big guy, he's a big puncher. And if he had to land a clean, one punch in that fight, Usyk mm. was gone. Mm. That's what he has on his side. He's 18 stone, he's a powerhouse. Mm. But again, it goes down to that. If Usyk can see what Joshua's going to do before Joshua does it, he'll never land that power shot. And you think Usyk could see it before he was doing it? Of course it? he could. And with, with Usyk's fainting and all, in between attacks, see, that's what people don't watch. People just want to see the, 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 the contact of the fist hitting the, the, the target. But what Usyk was doing before it, all that was happening, before he even even landed a shot himself, like he's born in massive amounts of energy, keeping Joshua busy looking at his fists and looking at the feints and his movement and his head movement and his shifting. That requires massive amounts of energy. Mm. And Joshua is distracted by that. So how is he going to set up himself to land that, that one power shot they say that he needed to land? He can't yeah. because he's too busy worrying about what Usyk's going to do next. Yeah, he never and stops it, moving, Usyk. Like, it's incredible. I mean, it, and they made the point in commentary. Just watch him. Like, anytime Joshua even, like, uh, has him approaching a corner or uh, the ropes, it's faint move, bang, back into the middle exactly. of the ring, comfortable again. He has a get-out clause every time because he's always two steps ahead and he knows what Joshua's going to do. Mm. And he knows Joshua's limitations. Joshua's footwork is very bad going forward. Right. You know, very, very bad going forward. He falls over himself. Where Usyk is brilliant on the back foot. He, tr- he shifts his body left and right, changes angles, and he's straight back in your face. Mm. He doesn't shift an angle, move off to avoid getting hit, and then hold centre of the ring. Usyk stays so close, shifts left or right, and stays in the pocket to, to, to counter punch. Yeah. That's how busy he is. And that for a heavyweight, you know, it's, it's, it hasn't been seen before, you know. And this way, the likes of Joshua and, and all these big guys are struggling with these smaller guys, like right. Usyk. Right. Usyk is brilliant. Don't get me wrong, he's well-skilled and he's brilliant, but he's a much smaller guy compared to the rest of them. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's obviously been a lot of hype about Joshua and his story is very admirable and he's a seems like a very likeable fella and she's like, who are any, any of us to kick someone when they're down on a morning like this morning? But so if you if you take away his power and you just look at like what Joshua has as a boxer, there's nothing there, it seems, which overly impresses you. He reminds me, no, I hate to say this, you know, I'm, I'm not very critical, he's an amazing fighter and all that, but it, he reminds me of a, of a, a Frank Bruno. Right. So you know, ex- expand what that means. Looks fantastic, big puncher, but that's as far as it goes right. when you're in with elite fighters, you know. Um, you know, winning the Olympic gold was amazing. Like The first fight was questionable against the Cuban. Where would he be if he hadn't got that decision against the Cuban in his first fight in London? He probably would have signed. Would he have signed by Eddie Ahern? Would he have took him up? Who knows? Yeah. So we all need a bit of luck in our careers. Of course we do, you know. But last night, we kind of saw the tipping point I think of, of how far Anthony Joshua can go mm. but again he was very molly coddled if you like for his first 10 15 fights till he got that world title against your man Charles Martin like if I, if I put my boots back on now we'd probably give him a good go you know what I mean he was very very bad let's mm. call a spade a spade here mm. so Joshua kind of he was no and look it's business Joe you know yourself professional boxing it's about money for sure it's about dollars and bums and seats and personalities Joshua clean cut well behaved well respected well spoken person he was a 
a cash cow. Brilliant. Yeah. He made plenty of money. He made plenty of money for Eddie Hearn. And he brought big time boxing back to Britain. That's, you know, that's what it was about. And, and like the, but, cl- the timing of the Klitschko fight was perfect for him. And it, it like was yeah. such an amazing night. But like, like, a few years earlier, it would have, it might have been, it would have been a much trickier yeah, affair, but, obviously. But it was a cracking fight. And it, it was, was great to see. And he showed great character as well, getting up off the ground and, and going on and, and, and beating Klitschko. But as you said yourself, it was right, it was timed very, very well for him mm. to fight Klitschko at that, that particular time. Mm. But unfortunately, you're in against it. A guy like Usyk, you know. Now, then you could say that the other side, Usyk has loads of miles on the clock, but Usyk hasn't been taking that much punishment in his career. You know, that's how good he is. He's not standing there toe to toe having slugfests. Yeah. You know, and Joshua hasn't either. But Joshua just came to the game a little bit too late to learn the science of the sport, and his style just couldn't gel with Usyk because Usyk was just far too superior. Just for, uh, again, people who didn't see the fight, you've mentioned uh, Joshua post-fight. So I have a clip here of him talking uh, to describe the scene. Initially, it looked like things were okay. And then at some point, Joshua did get very aggressive in the ring. And as you said, you could hear him uh, complaining to Usyk, who was fairly nondescript throughout and didn't react overly. And then Joshua, I mean, he, he threw belts on the ground and he left the ring and there was booing. And somebody convinced him to come back into the ring and then, I mean, probably against everyone's better judgment, he grabbed the mic and initially, like, it was coherent enough, but it just probably unraveled a touch. And you bear in mind, this is Usyk's moment and not Joshua's moment. So here's just a sense of what Joshua was, was saying. This is in the ring after he's been convinced to come back into the ring. Have a listen. So that's just emotion. Wait, wait, I'm talking. Okay, okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, man. Look. If you knew my story, you would understand the passion. I ain't no amateur boxer from five years old that was an elite prospect from a youth, bro. I was going to jail. I see some hype little youths in Reading jail. I got bail and I started training my arse off. Because if I got sentenced, I wanted to be able to fight. I bust my case. But cousin Benga, where's he at? G14, raise your hand. I'm stealing this music, sorry. But it's because the passion we put into this Guys, I'm telling you, this guy, to be me, tonight, maybe I could have done better, but it shows the levels of hard work he must have put in. So please, give him a round of applause as our heavyweight champion of the world. Woo! I'm not a 12-round fighter. Look at me. I'm a new breed of heavyweights. All them heavyweights, Mike Tyson, Sonny Liston, Jack Dempsey. Oh, yeah, you don't throw combinations like Rocky Marciano. Because I ain't... 14 stone, that's why. I'm 18 stone, I'm heavy. It's hard work. This guy here is a phenomenal talent. We're gonna cheer for him three times. Well, how many belts you got now, bro? Five. Hip, hip! Hip, hip! Hip, hip! Hip, hip! Hip, hip! And as I said, I was studying Ukraine and all the champions that have come from your amazing country, but I've never been there. But at the same time, What's happening there is, I don't know what's happening, but it's not nice at the end of the day. I've seen it with Lomachenko in his second fight against Orlando. There was unrest in Ukraine, right or wrong. There was issues in Ukraine in your second fight. There was civil war. Vitaly Klitschko, when he faced Danny Williams, civil unrest. Usyk as a champion, please raise your hand. Under them circumstances, he managed to become champion. Champ, champ! Champ, champ! Champ, champ! And I just want to say, Bismillah. 
So that's the sense of uh, Joshua. Like, uh, you know, he's walking a very fine line there, and and almost brings it back at times. But then I think ultimately probably just doesn't. I suppose what jumped out to everyone was initially it seemed okay, and you're kind of as it developed, you realised it was going off kilter a touch. It was very unlike him, which has led a lot of people to suspect he was probably concussed. It was very erratic, wasn't it? He was jumping very. from topic to topic, and and you know it wasn't really there was no kind of a team through what he was saying. Um, yeah. Well, like it's, 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 well, not, you know, it's the, not the most in-depth analysis of what's going on in Ukraine to say Ukraine. I don't know course, what's going on yeah. there. I've never but been it's not there. Nice. Said, yeah, yeah. I've so, never been there. But yeah, yeah. So and the fact that he was aggressive. I mean, maybe I don't know if you've been concussed, but you can get aggressive when you've been concussed as well. And he was initially was quite aggressive. It just it was just odd. I mean, I don't think he needs to be overly criticised for it, but it, it's worth remarking on. It was very unlike him, you know, because as he said, he's he's a, he's a humble and he's respectful, and and he is, you know, he's a, he's a, he's the perfect image heavyweight, you know, how he behaves, how he holds himself, how he speaks to people, and that was what that wasn't like Anthony Joshua last night, but maybe, you know, maybe he was concussed, um, but it was disrespectful to a degree where he's trying oh, yeah. the belts out of the rings and and taking the shine off Usyk. Yeah, um, don't forget Usyk was coming there as the champion and defending his belts. He wasn't coming there to take Anthony Joshua's belts off him. He was the, the head honcho going into that fight. Mm. Um, and for Joshua to, to, to go on the way he went on, like you said, he probably doesn't remember some of it. Um, and he mm. might come around and he'd watch the replay and stuff. And, and he will be embarrassed, I'd imagine. Big but, time, uh, yeah. Because even, yeah, even, even at one point, yeah. he, he had, as, as, as much as was going on in his head, he had the self-awareness to go, I'm stealing this on you, Usyk, sorry. And, yeah, but then kept yeah. going, so... Yeah, yeah, and also the gentleman just sat back, you know, and just left them be because also he's a quiet man anyway, you know. Mm. He lets his boxing do the talking. Um, mm. I, have a clip, yeah. I have a clip here of Joshua. This is like in the press conference, so probably an hour after the fight. And yeah. as you can hear here, well, he gets emotional at the end of the clip, but he's he's in a very different headspace. You can just hear he's he's far more together. So here's Joshua, maybe an hour after the clip we just heard. Am I proud of myself? Uh, it's really, really hard for me to say I'm proud of myself. Um, I don't feel anything. I'm just, well, I'm upset, really, like deep down in my heart. And, oh, man. Oh. So that's Joshua, and he'll have to regroup. Uh, give us a word, Kenneth, on how Usyk Tyson Fury would go. Yeah, you know, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, I'm going to stick to with my guns. I think Osik will beat Fury. He'll frustrate and make a miss. But i tell you one thing, it'll be some build-up. Um, that'll sell. <laughs> yeah. That will sell, you know. It's for all the belts. It's for all the marbles. Um, Fury will try and get into Osik's head any way possible. You know, yourself, how Fury goes on. But it's a fantastic fight. Fury is, is very, very good in his own right. You know, he's awkward, he's big. Um, but look when it comes down to it I think whoever has the best game plan and I think Usyk has, has the overall superior talent from his feet right up to his tip of his head more talent yeah. but it could be just size and um, awkwardness of, of but it, it could be a, a, a bar fest as well Joe where Usyk wins on points by tapping Fury to death right no that kind of way yeah it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the the media's uh, idea of a fantastic showcase they'd probably be coursing it at the end of it wanting to leave the, 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 the arena yeah so Osik has this uh, Eastern European amateur style and he's and he's perfected that I hear you know people tell me as well Fury is an incredible boxer 
and, and has incredible skills as well. How, how do they compare to like that Eastern European amateur style, like Fury's background? Did, you know, is he fighting in a, in a less orthodox fashion or is, it, is his style his own? Or how would you describe what Fury, Fury has does? his own style, of course, and he can switch so pod to orthodox. And Fury does do a lot of fainting as well. Yeah. You know, he, he's brilliant at fainting. Like you've seen him fighting uh, Klitschko as well back in the day in Germany. He, brilliant fainting to win the fight and against Wilder as well. So there'll be a lot of fainting going on. But the thing is, with Fury being so big, would he be able to land on Usyk? When Usyk is a great reader of the game, you know he, like I said, he's he's watching shoulders, he's watching the twitches in the body before you even throw the shot. Mm. He'd see that before you even let the shot go. So he's in a position then to counter and score a shot or land it, land a punch. So um, it'll be very very interesting fight, Ari, to see what way it go. But Usyk said after the fight, he wants Fury. There's no, you know, there's no uh, beating around the bush. He mm. wants to take on the main man that has the belt and he wants all the belts mm. and this is not about money for us either you know he, he just wants to be the best mm. uh, and he, he, you know it, uh, it will happen now I'm sure because Fiori said he's back out of retirement again now and he's putting his, his work boots back on so <laughs> it'll be interesting <laughs> to see the build up to this there's got to be some crack because as as Usyk, or as Fiori said you know Usyk's just a blown up middleweight you know, uh, <laughs> so what happens if, if, if Fury gets beaten by a blow at middleweight? That'd be some crack. That would be uh, indeed. Uh, yeah. The burning question as well is what did your dad make of the house having not been in it in five years? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's impressed. Yeah, he's, the walls are lovely, he said, you know, <laughs> but uh, no, he's, he's a ass man though, you know, he wouldn't be pushed up and see the new house. This was five years ago I moved in here. I'm living up the road. Ah, oh, lovely, he said. That, that's it. So I had to show him where the sitting room was, you know. So but, in, the, uh, in the five years he never said I'll wander up the hundred metres for a look. Never, never bothered his arse, you know. I brought him in, I showed him where to sit down and relax and, and he's grand. But again, he was the same again with the fight, you know. He, he was discussing with the judges. And, but uh, You're a, you're a counsellor. I don't know what a psychotherapist would make of that situation, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, stop. Well, look, if there's Furiosic, you might get him up again for that fight. He might wander in. Like, and, you, oh, you, you pay and for the box office and I'll come up for that. But I'll tell you what, it was great that it was on at a, a decent time as well. Half 10, 11 o'clock, you know. If it, if it ends over stateside, sure, God knows, it's a much harder fight to watch, you know. Ah, yeah, so, I fell asleep. Yeah, yeah, listen, it was great. Though. Listen, thank you so much for coming on at short notice Thanks. and talking to us about that. Kenneth no Egan, better. appreciate it. Kenneth Egan there with his thoughts on Usyk's uh, win over Anthony Joshua.